As always, I am Joe Boo, and I'm joined by Johnny. Hi. And Vicky. Hi. Uh, so this week we watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, not to be confused with the hundred other versions of this movie that have been released. Or uh, to be definitely confused with those versions. Obviously confused with those versions. Um, quick disclaimer at the beginning here. Uh, I watched the first half of this at home. I watched the second half of this in the hospital after my daughter was born. Um, so I was sleep deprived and delirious. So I may not actually remember the movie. It may just be uh, s- dreams or sleep deprivation that I actually remember. Um, so two thirds of us will be talking about a movie and a third of us will be probably completely useless. Anyways, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. What'd you guys think? Depressing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, with the horror movies, you know, like, the hero wins in the end, and this one, it was just kind of like, well, guess not. We're all yeah. gonna be aliens. I, I kind of like watched... that. Like, I kind of like uh, those downer endings. We've watched quite a few with downer endings so far, I think, right? Because, like, this, Hereditary, <laughs> was a major downer, unless you were rooting for Pyman. Um, it was sort of a downer ending, probably. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing was a downer ending, but I think it's also kind of ambiguous. Sure. Yeah. It was probably went badly. It probably ended poorly. Um, and I guess that's three of now eight, so under 50%. (laughs) And The Conjuring had a very happy ending. It was just sort of like, we did it, guys. High fives all around. Yeah, The Conjuring well, was sort of just... a flat circle. It started and ended at the same place. Maybe that ending just stuck with me because I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Vicky was super into the pizza party at the end of The Conjuring. <laughs> We're all into the pizza party. And you know, now that I think about it, a lot of the movies were kind of just like ambiguous and or ending. Yeah, I mean, Ripley, at the end, Alien got to finally take the nap that she wanted for the whole movie, and the cat lived, so that was good. Yeah, it turns out, though, Ripley had it, took a nap for, like, 300 years or something. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> yes, spoilers. That movie is, what, 30-some years old now? Aliens. Yeah, but Vicky no. hasn't seen any other movies than the ones that we've talked about on this podcast. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought this movie got kind of bleak towards the end, right? Uh, yeah. When, like, they were physically shipping pods around the globe, which uh, seems sort of like they floated into San Francisco, but then had to be physically shipped everywhere else. It seems like... <laughs> it's just more convenient that way. The pod people, I think, are just actually really into logistics. Very into, like, organization and just figuring stuff out. And shipping shipments yep they're gonna have the postal system down you know better than ever yeah revitalize it (laughs) uh johnny what did you think of this movie i thought it was good 
Um, it was... So I'd already seen the, the 1993 version before I started watching this one. So I kind of knew what to expect. I knew there was going to be pod people. Um, I knew if, if it ended anything spoilers like the 1993 version that it was going to be a little bit bleak. Um, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was a little worried in the beginning, the, the pacing in the beginning, that it was, it was going to be kind of slow. Um, but I wasn't bored during any point of it. Do you mean the 15 minutes where we searched for Jeffrey? Oh. Where uh, Jeffrey's watching like basketball with his headphones on, being very polite. I the so like the subtext there is that his girlfriend definitely Elizabeth definitely bitched him out for like watching TV while she was reading. Mm-hmm. We can hear an angry angry bab in the background. Oh, by the way. Yeah, we might just have to deal with that a little bit. That's just life. She seems unhappy right now. Um, she might be getting hungry, but anyways, um, yeah, I like this movie too. Um, I think it does the sort of paranoia of not knowing who you are able to trust and who, if people around you are who they seem to be really well. Yeah. Do you, do we want to talk about the differences between this movie and the thing and how they handled that? Uh, I do. Yes. Uh, so what are sort of your guys so this movie and the thing deal with basically the exact same situation right you have some sort of alien that is taking the form of people around you and they're both sort of trying to play on the paranoia that that causes uh how did you guys feel about these two movies compared to each other sort of in that respect Well, I mean, you kind of already hit on the fact that, like, there's a lot of paranoia in, in the, the body snatchers. Like, you don't know who you can trust, because it could be anybody. The thing, it's a very small group of people. It's, it can only be one of them at a time, I think. Uh, was, that, was that the thing? I don't I know if that was true, but they seem to could. Yeah, they seem to be. They 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 called it the thing, right? Not the things or those things. <laughs> yeah. It was always like, yeah. are you the thing? Yeah, I think it probably could be multiple things, though. It seemed like if it like applied itself. <laughs> yeah, well, like it, <laughs> it was, was a person crazy. at some point, and it was the like corpse, like ate it. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember really. Yeah, I don't think it was really explained, and I don't think it necessarily needs to be. No. Um, but it, the, the main point I think that both of you are making is that there's there's a smaller group, and you're more worried about, is the, is the one person I'm talking to uh, the alien, right? And in Body Snatchers, you're kind of like, I feel surrounded by potential aliens. Yeah. In both cases, it's like, who do I trust, who can I trust? But it, it works uh, a little better, I think, in Body Snatchers. Yeah, so I never actually... I know the thing was going for that sense of paranoia, uh, but I never felt it at all. Um, and it's sort of the difference between, like, the viewpoint character and the thing, uh, which was Kurt Russell. Uh, I never doubted for a second that he was not Kurt Russell, right? I never yeah. thought he was of the oh. thing. Uh, whereas in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, your viewpoint characters become pod people. Huh. Like, you see that they're being turned into pod people at multiple points during the movie. 
at the end of the movie, both of them become pod people. Um, so I think that the the not necessarily being able to trust your viewpoint characters comes across a lot better in Body Snatchers. I also think they do a lot better job of showing what it would be like to be a person who is surrounded by people that they can't tell are aliens or people, right? So when Matthew's like sort of stumbling around the city dazed and he's just like seeing people and everyone to him seems to be acting weird because he's projecting that they're all aliens and maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Um, There's never a scene like that in The Thing. And what are you going to do about it, right? Like, there's there's multiple people who know what's going on, and they might even know, like, we know Jeffrey is an alien, right? But what are you going to, what are you going to do about it? Um, and they established early on, like, with the, the garbage trucks going on, these targeted, like, uh, government facilities. Like, at first, they come, you know, they come down in the rain, and you're, you could think, like, oh, it's just sort of... Random is what they do. They attach to the nearest thing, but they obviously targeted uh, infrastructure. Yeah, it seemed like they their their efforts were very organized, right? So I think by the time by the time even the viewer is aware of the situation, they've already they're in the police, they're in the government. They're you call somebody and it's not gonna do like what do you do? Like there's no yeah. Uh, yeah. The kind of the repeated slogan in the 1993 version is, "What are you gonna do? There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to, to hide." Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the the fear isn't the right word, but where a lot of the sort of, like when you think think about the idea of it, the, it's a scary idea, even if the movie's not super scary. Um, I think that's a big part of it. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, I guess now would be a, we can start it, uh, or we can ask this question. Uh, because Johnny just sort of went into it. Did you guys find this movie scary? Not particularly. Not, not really. Okay, uh, there's our expert. Check that question off your list. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I didn't really find this movie scary either. There's no like, there was no point where I was scared. I do find the general like circumstances scary. Like what's going on is scary. Uh, but I was never, like, scared, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've talked about Like, if it happened in real life, it would be scary. Nah, just burn them. This movie didn't have any (laughs) flamethrowers. I find that in horror movies where the protagonists have flamethrowers, they are much more successful. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it probably would have helped them a little bit, especially since this was very clearly plant-based. They're plant people, for sure. Yeah. I've talked about it with uh, Tandy a little bit. Um, about how just like older movies aren't as scary and I think if we had watched this back uh, when it came out that it probably would have been more had more impact uh, in that regard yeah being said a lot of the a lot of the effects were pretty cool like the pods were pretty cool I thought they did a good job um, yeah I, I noticed like when somebody was starting to get sapped right they, they their skin on their face started to get really dry so you could notice like people's lips and, and like under their cheeks kind of peeling and you would know uh, that there was a pot person growing somewhere right um, so a lot of the details were really uh, well done yeah and I think that for this movie was pretty good at not being cheesy um, there was the uh, like logistics montage towards the end of it which was maybe a little cheesy when Matthew's like running around dropping lights on some plants 
destroying their whole operation or something. Mm. Um, yeah, you drop those lights, man. It just explodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were they were explosive lights. They explained that earlier. They did. They set that up really well. They you, did. In the beginning, you're like, why are you talking for like 10 minutes about how these lights are special and explode? Yeah. It's called light bulbs. I feel like maybe that joke didn't land, Vicky. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it just went over my head. I don't. I don't understand what just happened. Chekhov's gun. Uh, I missed where you said Chekhov's. Oh, I think you cut oh. out when you said Chekhov's. Otherwise, uh, well, that joke would have actually Chekhov's landed a lot bolts. better. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah that is good, funnier. <laughs> Nailed it. Well. <laughs> we just heard light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that actually was a good joke. Great job, Vicky. We did it. Um, okay. So, I don't remember what I was going to say next. Uh, scariest scene? Are we going to do that right now? I don't know. I was just guessing what you were going to say next. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Scariest scene. <laughs> wow, you were right. Vicky, go for it. Um, the part, uh, what is it? Like, a Jeff Goldblum's place what is his it mud, is it like a spa? mud spa i don't know what those things are called it's a, just a gross place to be probably so they just so, store mud and then i don't think they, they were actually mud baths i think they just store it there and then people kind of flock to it and they keep it hot it was like bubbling it's like a it's a thing sure all i can say is that i it's not a thing that i am likely to be into you go into the hot mud place and you smear it all over your books. Oh my god, what a freaking psychopath. Who reads a book in the mud? Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Anyway, um, that part wasn't scary. I just oh, I thought you were saying just, just the fact that that exists is terrifying. <laughs> Did the, the guy reading no. the book in the mud bath scare you, Vicky? That seems like it would be terrifying it's to sad. you. I was sad for the book. But the part when Jeff Goldblum, like, lays down because he's got, like, a headache or something, and, like, the the body... Just... Yeah. That was, that was creepy. We've talked about a couple times about people making dumb decisions in horror movies. How, like, on a scale from yes. one, how stupid do you think it is for him to just lay down in, like, the booth next to the fucking corpse? <laughs> and take a nap. He's like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm just going to close my eyes and think. Yeah. I would rate that a solid 9 out of 10 for bad decision. Pretty dumb. Like an 18. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so I have a question about Jeff Goldblum's character. Because I I feel like maybe it was explained and I'm a dummy. Um, but is there a reason that's explained why he hates Leonard Nimoy so much? Like, he thinks he's a hack. Well, it's like... because he is a failure. It's because Jeff Goldblum's character uh, can't get anything published. Um, and so when everybody's all fawning over uh, Leonard Nimoy, he's like, ah, fuck that guy. He's not shit. But, like, what's yeah. he trying to get published? It's never... His writing. Okay. Maybe I just missed a bunch of uh, exposition. He's probably got uh, a book. No, he's got like a book about um, mud 
thought when he like entered his house or the the mud place, his wife was like, "Did you get to read your poetry?" Oh, you're right. It was poetry. Bad. I feel like Jeff Goldblum wouldn't write very good poetry. <laughs> Poets hate psychiatrists. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of a weird axe to grind, right? Like, if they're, I assume that Jeff Goldblum was like some sort of psychiatrist or something. And then he goes to his place, and it's a mud emporium. Yeah, because like, why else would he be mad about at this dude? Like. Yeah, he writes books. People like the books. It's a different sort of book than you write. Who cares? Right, you're not pulling from the same audience. It seems like um, he just kind of has a chip on his shoulder in general, though. Yeah, maybe. He turned out to be, like, the best bud, though. Like, he definitely tried to take one for the team. Oh, yeah. yeah. That part was, like, crushing. When they get to the boat that they're going to escape on. Oh, yeah. And it's, like pod people loading stuff into the boat mm-hmm. that was kind of weird because like the music changed and I, I definitely felt like they were humans coming in and then in like five minutes turned into pod people because they changed it from music which is like art it's a lot like art um to like news radio or something talk radio yeah what? i don't know That's what I think about that. Okay, uh, hang on a sec, guys. I'll be right back. You guys can feel free to talk about this movie some more. Or we could not. Hey, Vicky, have you seen Jurassic Park? I have. Do you know when Jeff Goldblum jumps out of the car and runs away and distracts the T-Rex? Um, I remember that. So he does that. <laughs> he okay. also... He also kind of does it in this movie, and it makes me think that when they're doing Jurassic Park, they're like, oh, we need to get Ian out of that car. But we don't have, like, a good reason for him to do it. Jeff Goldblum's like, I did this in another movie. Maybe <laughs> that here. It's just, like, a character choice. Just loves to run and distract monsters. Well, he didn't do that in Thor Ragnarok, so... Maybe. He was kind of a different character there. He didn't really need to distract monsters. He's very selfish in that movie. Mm. Very good, though. He was not good. Very bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Jeff Goldblum just looked so young in this movie, though. Like, distractingly young. Yeah, it was like, he's a child. <laughs> You're doing, child trying to run the best darn mud bath place in San Francisco. It's very San Francisco, to be fair. Yeah, that place is really muddy. No, I mean, like, to do a weird mud bath thing. Mm. I wouldn't call San Francisco very muddy. Uh, I would. Mud town. (laughs) You and I had very different experiences. Alright, I'm back. Welcome back. Oh. Have you guys just been, like, sitting in silence? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's very awkward. Oh. <laughs> we talked about Jurassic Park and how um, we think that when they're filming <laughs> Jurassic Park and uh, Ian jumped out, they, they, like Ian's in the car and like, we got to figure out a way for him to get out of that car. What, what would be a good reason for him to do it? Jeff Goldblum was like, I did this in another movie. And he jumped out and he tried oh, to distract yeah. the monster. 
So we solved that one. Cool. I'm going to have to do some create creative editing. Ah, no, I'll just leave it. You guys vamp for a little bit. <laughs> Dope. Seems like it went well. Um, So, I think we've talked about Vicky's scariest scene, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do just mine, because I'm afraid that you're going to have it, Johnny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like, quick enough on my feet right now to come up with a backup. Um, but mine is when uh, Matthew returns to the laundromat uh, and he's talking to the husband the second time and the husband's like oh no my wife is fine she's always been fine um, that moment to me was sort of the uh, drove home what exactly like the stakes were here that the pod people were just like going to proliferate forever and yeah. soon, soon there would be no humans left um, and it was just sort of creepy because he was already like sort of losing his mind, like stumbling yeah. around San Francisco. And, then and that gets... whole sequence was really good with him just going everywhere and like getting, we having weird phone calls and getting. Uh... Yeah. Um. So that's mine. Uh, how about you, Johnny? Um, I'm not really sure about the scariest scene, but I kind of like this different pods and all the different people like in the backyard and he's taking a nap in the chair um and all the, the pods are just splooshing out people yeah uh I think that scene was cool um I did watch it like 12 hours after watching a baby be, baby be born so um that maybe colored my view on that scene a little bit probably um yeah so I guess we'll talk about our favorite parts uh Johnny, why don't you just keep it going? Um, I like I, I like that some people like totally bought into it immediately. Like you go up to Jeff Goldblum and you're like, "Hey, there's pod people," and he's like, "Fucking duh, yeah, I'm a fucking <laughs> in." It seems like he was just like, "Finally, I bet it's Leonard Nimoy." He's like, he pulls out his murder and axe and is like, "Let's go." Um, and then the, the reveal at the end was like really it was iconic right and even uh watching it now it was it kind of um took me by surprise a little bit like it happened and i was like oh well duh but like i didn't see it coming yeah i thought that he was just like going through the motions pretending to be a pod person the whole time ah, at the end there and then he's just thought. like nope that dude is a real pod person poor nancy huh yeah, yeah so she definitely gets got there right I mean, like, they don't show it, but she definitely does. Yeah, I mean, you can't just, like, start pretending you don't have emotions afterwards. You're like, oh, I was just testing you. <laughs> you passed. Yeah. Um, well, you and... think they should have had it? Do you think they should have, sorry, do um, you think they should have all gotten everybody in a room and uh, put their uh, blowtorch to, like, a piece of copper wire and, like, stuck it in their blood and <laughs> seen if they burst into flame? Um, yes? Question mark? Yeah, me too. I think they should do that too. <laughs> Did they have time? Yeah, I mean, sure. They would have had to actually fashion a flamethrower. They probably didn't have just like a bunch of flamethrowers sitting around for no reason that I could figure yeah, out. Lab. Cobble, cobble a flamethrower together real quick. Yeah. You just put it on like a Bunsen burner or something. Sure, I am terrified of Vicky now. 
oh, put the I I you're talking about heating up the wire, not about a, making a flamethrower out of a Bunsen burner, right? <laughs> or are you talking about making a flamethrower out of a Bunsen burner? No, I mean we all have oh. Bunsen burners. Oh, I was talking about putting the blood on a Bunsen burner. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine then. I thought you were talking about like crafting that's a true. flamethrower out of it. And in the thing, they probably had Bunsen burners down there too. They're all scientists. They gotta have a Bunsen burner down there. Why didn't they just do that? We got a flamethrower. Also, if you, if you got a flamethrower, <laughs> fucking use it, right? You're right. Yeah, they could have used flamethrowers in this movie. I think. Uh, we may have already talked about that. Um, so my favorite parts. I sort of have two favorite parts, uh, and they're both uh, sort of ludicrous scenes with Matthew. Um, so, uh, the first one is at the beginning, after he, like, has the whole, like, that's not a caper, that's a rat turd. No, it's a caper. No, <laughs> then eat it if it's a caper. <laughs> not that part specifically, but when he gets back to the, like, Department of Health or wherever he works, Lab. he's like a freaking rock star. It's like, yeah. it's so weird. People are like, look at this rat I got. He's like, oh, yeah. Finger guns, finger guns, finger guns. Like, that was super yeah. weird. I feel like health inspector probably isn't like that. Not as glamorous as portrayed. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's not the most, like, well-researched representation of what day-to-day as a health inspector is like. I don't know what the 70s were like. It's true. It's the Wild West of health inspector days. <laughs> no, not the Wild West. It's like the fucking Beatles. Did it, did it, <laughs> He's like the Elvis of health you, inspectors. Did it make you question every caper you ever ate? I have never <laughs> eaten a caper, and I never will. I no, don't you've trust only them. eaten rat turds. I'm sure you have. <laughs> None of us have eaten capers. No, I haven't uh, had capers. What? Did, what <laughs> have you not? <laughs> Why would anyone eat a caper? What's the Again? goal? You make them. You like put them in sauce. Yeah. What sa- gross. With like your your sautéed calamari or whatever, it's really good. Oh, oh gross. Wait, did you say for steak? Yeah. Why not just make steak good enough that you don't need sauce with it? Or like, or like chicken. <laughs> oh, I've had chicken that had capers on it, but I haven't eaten the capers. You so I've had, had like rat turd. I've had rat turd marinated chicken but never eaten the rat turds like directly that's good never inhaled it's called chicken piccata if you ever had that you've had capers i'm not sure that i have like my fancy eating out uh maybe this is a little too much behind the curtain is like red robin (laughs) okay so if it's not in the first like three pages of the red robin menu before it gets to the weird things that red robin should not have i bet i probably have I bet you ten bucks they have a caper burger. Gross. I have not ordered it, I promise it's you. It's got a very good pun name, too. I just can't think of one. Yeah, I don't know. It's gotta be, like, a mystery themed, right? No, oh, yeah, maybe. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about? And he's about? very good at cooking, too. How good yeah, Matthew is. Apparently. How he's a rock star health inspector and master chef. Yeah, and he was just, like, whipping up this delicious meal. Like, for himself. Mm-hmm. I would never mm-hmm. do that. I would eat a Hot Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between you and Matthew. I guess it is. That's why he wins in the end. Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, My other favorite scene is when uh, he is 
trying to sabotage the pod people logistics operation by dropping the lights and like none of the pod people could freaking figure it out (laughs) (laughs) well they think they already won right they're like oh this is good and then the one light drops and like ugh, always something well they sort of did already win it's like if you have like i don't know i can't think of a good like if you kill one ant from an ant colony right the colony's not probably going to collapse it's probably going to be fine yeah that's sort of like what he was doing right it was uh he's lashing out in desperation yeah i was gonna say flailing in death throes yeah after being burned alive by vicky's bunsen burner (laughs) (laughs) well and after getting semi busy with elizabeth Uh, unclear yeah he was all horned up and ready to burn shit (laughs) and they were on speed Oh, that was oh. awesome. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was so good. I <laughs> love that they so much. Casually took speed. <laughs> was, that, was that a like a decade thing? Like an air? Like was it cool? Like hey, here, take these pills. I don't like, know. Is, I think it ruled. Oh, those are my those are my partner's fucking speed that he takes. Bottle fifty one. Five. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well. I think it was really good though, because it set up like when later when they gave him like the sedatives or whatever, like <laughs> we're all jacked on speed. <laughs> My favorite part, <laughs> just the casual mention of taking speed. <laughs> it's just it's just like a throwaway part, right? They're just like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, let's just let's just slam back a bunch of speed, guys. And, like, it makes sense, right? Because you don't want to go to sleep because that's, like, when they get you. But, yeah. It would have been, like, if they were just, like, if he just, like, reached into his pocket and it's like, hey, I have a bunch of blow. You think that'll help? I I think that, yeah, I think they could have did that. I think they probably just didn't want to have, like, you know, obvious drug use in a movie. It was kind of a family film. Um, so they just went with, like, Cocaine's little brother. Uh, okay. Uh, where were we? I don't know. I kind of want to talk about how, like, they they are plant people, right? And that could potentially be a metaphor for, like, nature reclaiming humanity. Well, so this took place... This was sort of, like, the end of the flower power era or something? 78. Yeah, some, some end of hippie something i don't know we're gonna edit this out i don't know what i'm talking about i read like we're always kind of a counterculture thing they weren't like most of the people yeah i don't know i don't know let's just ignore this ignore this part it doesn't matter (laughs) no i think uh it's good no i mean the hippie part you can talk about what you were talking about (laughs) (laughs) your stuff was fine my stuff was stupid uh that was kind of it like (laughs) (laughs) like sometimes i try to think like what's this movie actually like about yeah that's what uh, the roger ebert said something about it in his review of the 1993 version sure he never actually reviewed invasion of the body snatchers but he talks so, about... So, like, it didn't, I guess it didn't take, right, in 78, and so then they had to come back in 93? Yeah, sure. Are they gonna make another one this year? 
Uh, so the second film seemed to signal the end of the flower people and the dawn of the me generation. Wow, that's Roger Ebert's take on it. That's my cool. half-assed internet research. The end of the flower people, but they all become flower people. Well, yes, it's it's sort of like a metaphor, of Vicky. You may of have do you, heard do of you it. guys want spoilers for the '93 version? Because it ends kind of similar but different. Sure. So in the end of the '93 version, they like everything else kind of happens similarly. Like the pod people come and they take over everybody. Um, but the main girl is like a teenager and she falls in love with a, a army. And her and Army steal a helicopter and go around blowing up fucking pod people. <laughs> and then, nice. like, fucking roll credits. That's a better ending. It's still kind of <laughs> bleak. Like, they're going to run out of gas eventually. They have to land at some point. Yeah. It's cooler to end on. Ah, I actually like the just, like, well, world's over. Yeah. We had, we had our shot. It's over now. Yeah. The, the pod people just wanted it more. They sure did. The pod people really, like, put our logistics industries to shame, right? Yeah. Huh. You know, apparently emotion is uh, what is keeping us from not doing things. Getting our mail delivered on time. Mm. Exactly. Um, Sexy mailman emotions. Yes, all the women's emotions are the problem. <laughs> Sorry, is that not where we're going with that? <laughs> I did say mailman. I was. Am I reading the room wrong? Are we not at the casual sexism part of the podcast? Uh, let's talk about doors, I guess. It's time for the doors segment. Um, I don't feel like doors you... really played a role in this movie at all. I feel like every door was easily opened or easily closed. Um, yeah, oh, there was one point when uh, Matthew had to sneak in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to like break the window next to it and pick up like a two by four that they were using as a lock on the back yeah. door yeah that was weird and that wasn't like a the body snatchers put that in that was just like legit how that door was locked hmm. 70s i guess francisco so like he yeah the, the, the city of mud as they call it uh, <laughs> he busted down that door and solved sexism Okay, I'm just going to sort of take your word on that one. <laughs> um, and with that, I'm sort of out of things to talk about about this movie. Um, do you guys have anything else? Um, no. Okay, cool. Um, so I guess that's going to do it for us. Uh, I guess this will just be a little bit shorter of an episode, but I feel like we sort of went over everything I wanted to talk about in this movie, which was mostly that I don't really remember it because I was incredibly sleep deprived um yeah overall uh final thoughts on this movie uh sounds like we all liked it yeah it was good oh i want to talk about one other thing real quick nudity um no although that i was really worried that this wouldn't be a movie made in the 70s until the very end <laughs> it's like there has to be full frontal for no reason right it well it made sense you the got people it. Who made the movie were or true to how you know what would happen in real life if we were invaded by pod people and that's just how it would go down yeah i mean and you got to earn that r right for sure um so only one way i just want to real quickly touch on jeffrey's hair it you was want to touch jeffrey's hair 
I do actually want to touch Jeffrey's hair. If we hadn't so recently watched The Thing, right? Um, I would have probably say it's like some of the greatest hair I've seen in a movie. You think um, if I googled Jeffrey's hair versus Kurt Russell's hair in The Thing, that there would be a side by side, so I can, so I can see fucking Kurt Russell put Jeffrey to fucking shame. Um, Maybe just look up those two pictures separately. Sounds like a lot of work. Hmm. Uh, this is the sound of me googling that. <laughs> Seeing if you can google that. I don't think you can google Jeffrey's hair. They're gonna be like, which Jeffrey? Well, Google's not gonna answer which Jeffrey. It's just gonna guess which Jeffrey. And... Well, that's why you google Jeffrey from Invasion. So I got, let's see, Sam Elliott? That isn't a Jeffrey at all. Jeff Bridges? That is a Jeffrey. Maybe. I actually don't know. Um... James Brolin? That's not a Jeffrey at all. Yeah. None of this is is working. It didn't work. Um, that's all. I just had to talk about his hair a little bit, because it was very good. Um, it made me very happy. I wanted to sort of curl up and sleep in it like a little hamster. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Invasions of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I liked it. Sounds like you guys liked it. All around good. good movie. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for that movie. Uh, next week, uh, we are watching The Witch, or The Vavitch, depending on how literal you want to be with the spelling. And it's literally impossible to tell which is which. What do you mean? Like, how do you? How are you supposed to say it? The Witch. Unless you're, like, doing a bit right now, then it's however you want to. I'm not. I just don't. I just am confused. As The Witch. Yeah, it was just the witch. Um, you made a font choice? Which is, spoiler alert, it's a period piece uh, set in colonial times, uh, which hey. is, like, my second least favorite, so it's great. Hey. It's already starting ahead. Um, Alright, uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me, and thanks for listening. I love you, bye. You can follow the Discomfort Zone on Twitter at zone underscore discomfort and contact us via email at discomfortzonepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.